Yes, uh, welcome back everyone. This is episode two of the Untitled Nick Cage Show. Um, I am Larry. I'm Rachel. And uh, yeah, this is our first true review. Um, I think it's going to prompt a lot of discussion and it definitely solidified our decision last month, Rachel, when we decided we would not be doing bit rolls from Nick Cage on our <laughs> on our list. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes between the Nick Cage parts is challenging. Challenging. Even even with uh, even with Crispin Glover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into any of that, we have some things we need to take care of. First thing, Rachel, what has been new with you? What are what have you been playing, watching? Ooh, playing, watching. Um I, I took this question differently and wrote different notes. Okay, what have I been watching? No. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You get That says, here's Johnny coming through. It can literally be whatever you want. Okay. Well, what have I been watching? Um, I've been, I obviously caught all three parts of the Fear Street trilogy. Of course. I watched the third part last night. And oh, wow. You held out that long. Yeah, I mean, I had a bunch of other things I had to do, and I was honestly, like, Justin hopped into our Discord and was talking about, like, it having a lot of animal violence, so I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's, there, there, I, I thought about messaging you, because I also have a problem with that. Yeah. But they didn't show it, and I felt okay. like, well, you saw it, right? I mean, I saw everything around it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I, like, I looked away during okay. the animal violence so part, they don't, but... Yeah, so they don't show anything, but you know okay. what's happening. Yeah, it was very squealy. I know that yes. for sure. Yes. Um. So that was kind of like, it just, it slowed my momentum a little bit. Plus, we're going to be reviewing it on More Deadly this week, so I wanted it to be a little fresher in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had such a great time with those. And I was talking about this yesterday with my partner, how I think a big part of why it was so impactful was we've had this total vacuum of event movies for the last two years mm-hmm. where like every year there's at least a couple tent poles where you're like excited to see it in the theater and it's an event and everybody sees it i haven't had that kind of excitement in yeah. a couple of years now and so to have these like three to you know three in a, weeks in a row where there was this movie coming that was like building on the last one and everybody i knew was watching them gave me a taste of that event-watching experience that I've really been missing. Yes, I, I totally agree. And not only that, but I kind of talked about this a little bit last week on Here's Johnny, was that I really felt like horror in particular had kind of stagnated. Not that there hadn't mm-hmm. been very good horror movies, but that everything that kind of came out was like either super indie and like weird Mm -hmm. or like way over the top and cheesy. And I felt like this one was a really, really nice combination of like paying homage to where they came from. Yeah. While being progressive, like modern times, which is, I I love it when they do it and they don't make a big deal about it. It's just there. Like it's like my favorite thing in the world. Um, And then at the same time, like it had some good scares in it. The first, like for me, I would do part one, part three, part two. That'd be Mm -hmm. my rankings, but they're all pretty tight with the exception of part one. The end of part one, like the last half an hour. I mean, it has, it has the standout kill. Yes. I was not ready. You like, I've seen enough horror (laughs) films that I'm usually ready for anything. But you're like, I'm watching Fear Street. They're yeah. not going to show this. And then into the grinder she goes. <laughs> it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Like it, it still bothers me. Like I talk about how like like watching like women who die in movies without like breaking like the rules. You know what I mean? Always yeah. like like throws me off. 
Uh-huh. So when that happened, I was not prepared. I thought she was going to make it out with her boy and it was all going to be good. And I, I was not ready. I was not ready. Yeah. I worked in a bakery when I was in high school and uh-huh. we had one of those slicing machines uh-huh. and I lived in constant fear of it. Yeah. So it was like uh, childhood or like teen trauma coming back. I was like, I was about that age when I was like scared. How, whenever they come and be like, can you slice this baguette? I was like, fuck you. Dude, I totally get it. I used my my parents had a wood a log splitter, and I used oh, to have to use that. And I would oh always God. go so slow with it because all I could see was like making a mistake or it gets stuck. And oh, if it can split wood like that, what's it gonna do to my poor hand? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we watched the Saw movies, like I discovered my true truest fear is like industrial injuries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so upsetting. So yeah. yeah, so I've been watching that. I okay. watched He Man, which we'll talk about All right. in our cage rage. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um <laughs> as far as what I've been doing, um I started a new job, so I'm getting settled into that. I don't Congratulations again. Thank you. I couldn't remember if I had started it last time we recorded. Um and I got to I we're, it's I'm coming in just at the right time. It's the all the fall issues so i'm getting to like sneak horror into things perfect so this week i interviewed don mancini which was super fun no you didn't did you really i did i woke up early friday morning hopped on zoom with old don mancini that's cool as hell oh that's cool make sure you share that in like our discord too that's super super cool i I, when the i figured i would share the article when it comes out you know that's totally fine that's what i meant when please share it there and i'll I'll tweet it out too that's super super cool yeah, so that was that was really fun, and I'm like trying to like sneak in a few other things. We'll see what happens. But How about um, uh, Chris Carter, you were you working on him for me yet? Uh, not yet. But is <laughs> is he is he a uh, gay gentleman? I have no I idea. But you're the only person I know who can was. reach out. You're the only person who I know can reach out to the stars for me. I mean, just do it. <laughs> like, I, I, what are I, they going to do? Say no? I, I can't find I can't find his contact information anywhere. <laughs> yeah so that was really fun like i feel like a lot of times when you talk to people like that you are nervous that because like i admire him i've watched yep. the movies grew up with the movies um it's sort of a bummer when they suck and he was great fantastic so that was super super fun i also did an interview with someone at activision blizzard and that's definitely on how was that now. was that like really progressive and awesome uh, I mean, are you following the Activision Blizzard? Thing? Oh yeah, that's why it was being tongue in cheek. It's not good. Uh, it's not good over there. So, the thing is, is that's what the article was about. Uh-huh. It was about how progressive and uh, inclusive it is. Oh, they sandbag <laughs> you for a week, and I'm like, I go to my editor, and I'm like, so this just happened, and she's like, would have been in that. So hopefully yeah. at some point I'll be able to release an interview. The person is really great. The things that this person is doing is really great. But I think this is maybe not the moment for that article. Oh, see, I was being tongue-in-cheek. I thought you were writing about the the drama and the bad stuff. So back so back into it, we had the magic of editing there. Uh, what else, Rachel? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I have been watching new this week i don't really think so i'm very very excited about the thing that you've been playing that's i'm very sad that i'm not getting to watch you stream because that game is hella scary yeah i have i had never played it before and i started it yesterday i'm on chapter six right now um mm-hmm. i'm really enjoying it it's very atmospheric I will say that for those who listen to me, Rachel and Mars break down Alien Isolation, this does not hold a candle to it. No, of course not. Yeah, no. That's the scariest game ever made. Yeah. Uh, but 
I was tell, telling Justin, I'm, I'm trying to, because I'm, I'm not streaming it just because I'm busy with work and also I can't stream my PS3. Yeah. Um, I was telling Justin the best way I can describe it is The Legend of Zelda meets Silent Hill. Oh, interesting. Like with all the different weapons you can get and the upgrades and the armor yeah. upgrades and like being able yeah. to like store materials and stuff. Like it really feels like an exploration. And then you have the creepy alien parasite monster things. <laughs> Are you feeling like big alien, the movie influence on it? Actually, the biggest influence I'm feeling is Doom 3. Oh, interesting. Have you played that? I mean, I haven't played it, but I've seen it played. Okay. So, I'm so, giving myself half points. Okay, that's totally fine. So you're aware of it. Like, the whole, yes. like, moving around a space station, like, semi-in-the-dark with, like, big monsters coming after you. Yes. But mm-hmm. that's kind of the biggest vibe I'm getting from it. Okay. Because I know it was, like, when it was developed, it was largely... Um, like they were trying to recreate the feeling of alien. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That explains why the monsters move through the vents. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything else? It does not have. I'm sorry I asked and I threw you off when I said what you've been watching. Oh no, no. I mean, I just. I'm, I'm like blanking. I mean, I've I've started the um, support group for final final girls final girls support group. I yeah. started that because. <laughs> Everybody on the Discord is reading it, and I was experiencing extreme FOMO. <laughs> and uh, what I what I've read so far, which is not much, I like. I do like Grady Hendrix. I Me read too. the My Best Friend's Exorcism. I think that's the only only one I've read all of, but I really liked it. Um, and this one so far, he has a it's a it's an easy read. Yes, know? yes, yes. It's I've a, only a, read uh, Southern Book Club Guide to Slaying Vampires. Okay. Uh. When I saw you guys talking about this before it came out, I was really excited, and so I pre-ordered it, and I was going to let Dev read it first. But... <laughs> you snatched that so fast. But she, like, she didn't touch it for like a day, and I was like, screw this, I'm going to read it, and I finished it in like 36 hours. <laughs> I know, God, your ability to consume media, it, I sort of, are you Hermione Granger? Do you have the time turner? I do not understand how it is in, in, in high school, that was kind of how, like, I would, like, the thing is, like, I've told people about this at work, I just don't sleep very well. <laughs> Oh, right, right, right. I get like four or five hours of sleep. Oh, I know, me too, but I'm not using it for fun <laughs> stuff. I'm using it, like, that's my worry about shit that doesn't matter time. <laughs> and see, that's why I do stuff like that. That's why I play video games or watch TV or read books, because then I can shut that little voice out. Although, I did take your advice last night. I could not sleep, and uh-huh. I put on an audio book. I How'd it work? I timer for a half hour. I finally fell asleep. Amazing. Fantastic. I'm happy to hear it. Mm-hmm. Good. But yes, I I um I finished that one. I Devin has Horror Store already. I'm going to read that. And then I'm mm-hmm. keeping a lookout. I actually sent a message to the Half Price Books near me. I want to get a hard copy of uh, My Best Friend's Exorcism to keep my hard oh. copy collection going. Okay. God, moving your house must suck. It does. We still have boxes. <laughs> the only boxes we don't have unpacked are all our books because we have no bookshelves to put them in. So they just sit in boxes. Oh, awaiting geez. our library one day. <laughs> but you're like, but I need the hardcover. Yep, I do. <laughs> <laughs> lessons learned, lessons forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anything else? Oh, for me, um, I think I mentioned this, but I'm going back to school. Um, so exciting. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, I, I was very pumped, and then I became very not pumped i had a meeting with my boss (laughs) and uh like big hr 
and the meeting just didn't go very well. And the big thing for me is going back to school and taking out a, a student loan, right, to go back yeah. to school. Yeah. Um, I was looking for some guarantees from Ohio State. I know because mm. they're a government organization that can't do a whole lot, but I wanted something, right? You wanted, like, a wink and a handshake kind of thing. And they wouldn't even give me that. So I walked <sighs> away from the meeting. Rosa called me and talked to me because, like, right. we are friends, and, like, I, I also understand why she can't. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I was talking to Devin, and I even told Rosa, I was like, I want to get this. I'll be done next July. Yeah. We'll have a conversation. If Ohio State can help me do what I want, which is to be in a management position and make more money. Um, I'm not trying to get rich, right? I, I like the research I do. I'll stick around. But if not, there are other but hospitals. You want to grow in your career, like exactly. that's natural to want. And I know that that is something you're like really passionate about. We yeah. Talked, last time we talked, and it seemed like that was heading in a good direction but maybe now question mark yeah and but the biggest thing is is that no matter what next july i'm not i'm not going to put loyalty into big ohio state yeah because it is apparent that big ohio state won't put their loyalty into me and i'm glad you learned that lesson the easy way <laughs> yeah and, and that's the thing is like, like i have full respect for rosa she's like literally yeah. one of the coolest people ever and i love working for her and she's inspiring but at the same time me and Devin want to buy a house and start a family and do these yeah. things and yeah. taking out another student loan and not and waiting yeah. for a hope and a promise of something to come. I can't do that. I'm not going I to think do that. The two scariest words together is student loan. I know. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I made a joke to Devin because I'm waiting to hear back from fast. I was like, should we just max it out and just hope Biden cancels it? She looked right? at me with, with death in her eyes. So I, <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so we will not be building a new PC off of the student loans. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I want to play Phasmophobia with you. That's what I was thinking. I was like, we can just take out a couple extra and like, I can build a PC. And she just looked at me. So I, mean, I, I don't... Allow I don't me to be the devil on your other shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other notes... Um, going on a vacation we're going yes. uh, a couple uh that we're very close friends with and us we're taking the dogs and going to a lake in south carolina oh my god that sounds like heaven i'm bringing a couple books so my plan is just chill i borrowed some fishing pools for them because they want to go fishing i have no interest in that but i i know people who like it so i got Devin her fishing pool and stuff and that's pretty much it. Like, oh my God, I talk my about the scary. St- is to sit on the side of a lake and read a fucking book. Amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. But the one last thing I want to ask you, because I told you about it, have you watched okay. the new Gossip Girl at all yet? No, not yet. Okay. I'm sorry. You're, you're, no, you're, you're totally. You're very I, busy. I, I know, and I, I keep seeing all these headlines. Of, it's like a gay utopia, and I'm like, shit. Like professionally, oh, it is, it is, it's it is my R, job to it is watch a, this. It is a hard R. Okay, so I'm going to make a commitment to you that next time we record, I will have watched at least, at least one episode of Gossip okay. Girl. Okay. That is my commitment to you. Let's put it in the notes so that I do not forget. The first one was interesting. <laughs> the second one was okay. The okay. third one pushed so many limits, it blew my mind. Really? Like, it, it is not afraid to tackle a lot of, like, progressive things that just aren't seen in big media. Okay. And I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying that it's like the best thing ever. It's Gossip Girl. Like you're 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 not you're not you're not tuning in for like 
what's it called? Um, like Citizen Kane, right? Like it, it is, it is right. Gossip Girl, but I, I don't know. They, they did some stuff this last episode that kind of took me off guard. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm writing. I wrote it in the show notes, so I have to remember. I will not forget. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, I am not above some trashy TV, <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. It is trashy TV, but at least this time it is progressive, and they don't kick it off by making the character who I end up liking the most try to rape a young girl. So, oh god. <laughs> oh, have you, have you not seen original Gossip Girl? No, I think I it like hit at a time where I was like never at home. Oh, so like the, yeah. The pilot episode, Chuck Bass, who ends up being like my favorite character in the whole show, in the very first episode, he tries to rape uh, a freshman. Isn't he the one who's like an IRL creep? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's all I know about it. Like, I know Kristen Bell does the voice over. Yep, and which, then Blake which, Lively. Which is compelling to me because I'm like total Kristen Bell stan. Mm-hmm. But... And she's back for the new Gossip Girl, too. She's still the voice. Okay. Well, there you go. One more vote in its column. But yeah, I will watch at least one episode. Okay. Of I'm curious what you think about it. Because like I said, it is... I gotta find a challenge show for you now. We'll do a forcing. Well, I was actually going to ask you, because mm. I am kind of open on shows right now. What was the name of that alien show again? Oh my god, yes. That's your challenge. Resident Aliens. Thank you. I was, I was, I was going to text you last night, but I ended up just reading instead. Alright, I'm putting it on here. Watch at least. <laughs> and I will definitely do that. It's so, I mean, as a, um, I'm sure is it, read it, isn't it? <laughs> um, as a fellow fan of Blue Skies programming, like the, the what is it, the TBS era of like yep. Psych and Monk and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you are in for a fucking treat, my friend. What? Well, that's like, I, I, I finished up another rewatch of Psych because that's one of the things I kind of throw when, like I'm okay. doing stuff around the house. Mm-hmm. Is I just, yeah. I just have it on so I can like chuckle while I'm doing dishes or whatever, right? Um, totally. So I, I, I finished that up this weekend, which is why I wanted to message you about this show because I couldn't remember it. So I have it written down now. Perfect. Yeah, this it's a lot of fun. It's it's very clever. Like you got to watch all the the opening sequence, like the opening Perfect. credits, because uh-huh. it's always like a. It looks like. Uh, a manual like in the back of a like in the back seat of an air airplane you know what I mean yeah, like it has yeah, the diagrams yeah. but it's like showing the the alien do not set the humans on fire <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that it's really it's very clever and Alan Tiddick I mean mm-hmm. Alan Tiddick <laughs> getting to be a lead character and just like go ham this is this is the thing we've been waiting to see him do perfect i'm excited uh, we can talk about before it's always like find something else but now i'm definitely going to do that and that will hopefully bridge me into dexter so perfect yeah i mean it's a also like a nice cold weather like remote place it kind of makes sense <laughs> different ends of the spectrum but <laughs> i feel like that's a good kind of trajectory so that's pretty much everything that i have like yes. i don't want to talk about scary stuff because i do that enough once a week yeah. <laughs> i'm sure you yeah. feel similarly so, but yes, I are right. I'm very tired of it. <laughs> uh, so with that, um, let's get into our new segment we're working on called Breaking Cage News. And Rachel, you put this story in here, so did I'm I? <laughs> going to let you go ahead and oh, do shit. it. I did. Oh God. Okay. I mean, I'm not. It feels I think brand. I shared it, but you definitely put it on the Google Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And that is my way around it. I cannot dispute it because it is very on brand that I'd be like, well, obviously we need to go on the internet and publicly talk about this. Okay. So uh, a little news bit broke on the internet back in uh, early July about one Tiffany Haddish, who is in the, she's shooting a film currently with our, you know, patron saint, Lord and savior, Nicholas Cage. Um, and they had a little bit of an awkward interaction. Um, apparently he was getting frustrated with her because, she was not really being able to like look him in the face mm-hmm. and was being very awkward around him. And finally she had to break down and tell him exactly what was going on. So <laughs> I, I think they're actually working on that unbearable weight of mass. It is. Yeah. Yep. That makes perfect sense. So she had to tell him a very intimate memory that she had that he unwittingly was a part of. So anyways, um, She told him this story, much to my delight. This is for my entertainment, apparently. She's okay. So this is a quote from the Insider article. You could tell he was getting irritated. And I was like, look, I'm really intimidated by you. And I need to tell you something. She said, I have to tell you this story, man. And once I tell you this story, it'll be fine. Apparently, when she was about 17, she was on a date. And she went and saw one of our favorites, Face Off, Mm -hmm. as you do. And... For some un- unknowable reason, the theater was mostly empty because I feel like that should have been packing them in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and while she was there, she, on her date, engaged in some kissing and other um, digital activities, let's say. And dur- it was during this, as she describes it, momentous moment that she had never experienced in her life before. She opened her eyes only to gaze directly into the gigantic blue eyes of one Nicholas Cage uh, while she was having her first orgasm. <laughs> and now here she is in real life staring into those same eyes like kind and like unable to separate it from this memory. Mm-hmm. So she had to tell him about it. And apparently in Nick Cage uh, style, he took it well. He apparently laughed really hard and then said <laughs> this was not the first time someone has told him something similar. Before he married Patricia Arquette, she had apparently told him she saw him in a movie and was like, I'm going to marry that man. And then she did. So, thoughts on the Tiffany Haddish orgasm to Nicolas Cage's face. First, I just... I remember just trying to sneak in, see candy in the movie theaters and getting caught. So, props to her for being able to get that done. Uh, So, that's the first most important thing. Uh, Second... Good on Nick Cage for handling that story with the comedic humor that it deserved and also not being a creep. Because I think there's a lot of uh, actors out there who would probably do one or both of those things. Yes. (laughs) And no, I just think it's, I think it's a funny story. I mean, uh, Face Off is, I mean, it has prime Nick Cage and John Travolta in it. Yeah. I I can get it. I'm, I'm straight, but I understand. You get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's always weird when that happens. Like, when you have a dream or something, mm-hmm. and you have this, like, shared experience that only you <laughs> experienced. Yeah. And then you see the person. Like, I can remember, like, in high school, having dreams about people that I was in class with. And the next uh-huh. day in class, I'd be like, oh, my God. But, like, they had no idea, obviously. I, I think that would happen to me if I ever met Megan Fox. Oh, really? <laughs> 
Megan Fox and Transformers was, I mean, that came out right when I was like peak, like puberty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would do it. And I honestly, like, even though she's been in a lot of stuff, and I think she's a very interesting person, I think an interview with her, especially talking about how, like, she was Me Too before Me Too, um, I think that would be a a brilliant discussion. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could get past the fact that this is the girl who I was. Besides right. the Pink Ranger, this madly in love with, and I feel like it might be a little less well. Well, no, who knows? Maybe it wouldn't be as well received as like. <laughs> who, who knows? You, you yeah. don't know. So the, sec- <laughs> so the second story I have is actually going to lead to a question I have for you. Oh, okay. So a new Nick Cage movie came out. Yes. It's called Pig. Yes. Um, I have avoided a lot about this movie. Um, okay. But basically, what I've seen is that he has a pet pig, mm-hmm. and the they're like truffle hunters, and the pig gets kidnapped, and he goes on a revenge trip to save it. Yes, I know a little bit more because I, of course, looked up "Does the dog die?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> but for the most part, we're on okay. the same page with our knowledge levels. Okay, cool. Um, I watched the trailer, and I was okay. like, "Well, this might be really goofy, but as Nick Cage, I'm sure it's going to be a good time." Yeah. This movie has Nick Cage's top Rotten Tomato rating of everything he's done. That includes Academy Award winning performances. Mm-hmm. I am very intrigued by this. Oh, yeah. And it leads me to my question. Okay. When new movies drop, yes. do you want to tackle them or do you want to go in release order? Ooh, that's a great question. Because there's a part of me that wants to save this for when we review it so I get a clean watch. But the other part of me, if it's getting such... That's going to be like years from now. And that's what I'm saying. is like... This ain't a weekly podcast. (laughs) So I I think we could do it. um, But my idea was... I'll hold off. I mean, I hold off on scary movies. That's why I haven't seen Aliens. I'm sorry. Yet. But... um, if this ends up getting Academy Award nominated, maybe we push it up so I can watch it and have a fresh take on it. Yeah. But if not, I think we just wait. What do you think? I mean, I really want to watch it so selfishly. <laughs> I'm like, what? What's gonna allow? I mean, I guess oh, you totally this- can. This is a this is like a, a yeah. Catholic self restriction I'm putting on myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So I know the idea was to start from the very beginning, yes. right? Which but, I like. And, I, I do like this, by the way. And I think some of it is, like, watching his progression yep. as, as a, like, but I also feel like, you know, he's still putting out material. So yes, we're going to have this. We're going to have that. Unbearable that, uh, lightness unbearable. of being amazing. <laughs> yeah. And Whatever probably, like, five other movies that we don't even know that he is, like, you know, starring in. Exactly. So I am amenable to just doing it. Um, or but... we could even do something a little bit different. We could just make it Patreon only content. We could watch it and do like a ten minute discussion of it, and then when we get to it, real life, we talk about it. Yeah, that's certainly an option. Okay, we could think I about also... it. Yeah, but I, well, I guess my takeaway from this is that I am amenable to. Okay. Like this, at the end of the day, this is our podcast, and we do what we want. Yes. <laughs> So if you're like, I really want to watch this, let's just go for it. Uh, as your teammate, I'm saying, yes, I agree. 
Okay. I'll think about it. Because like I said, the biggest thing for me, like, with scary movies, it's not hard, right? Like, I just I just won't watch Aliens or Alien 3 or Alien 4 until we get to it on the podcast. Right. I mean, I also think, though, like, like I said, like, it's our podcast, we do what we want. But you also have to think probably a lot of people who maybe are listening to this, they're all going to see it. Yeah. I want to hear us talk about it. Yep, I think so too. So, so I'm leaning towards let's just do it. Okay. But I could be swayed if you like sit up tonight and are like, no, this is the wrong call. Yeah, we, we, we could do that. And then also we could even like put a, a poll on the Discord and see yeah. what people think too. Because that's a good idea. I, I am open to anything. I just, okay. yeah, I, I have no strong feelings, but I just, when cool thing, new things come out like that, like you kind of want to. Get it so you don't have the FOMO, which you're experiencing right now with Final yes. Club. <laughs> yes, I mean, especially today with all of the... I'm sorry, I've been uh, waiting. No, no, she no. She is the first person to finish the book for me to ask that question to. I appreciate the spoiler text, but it just... Okay. <laughs> if anything, it just, it, it like lights a fire under my ass to like hurry up and read it so you, I can... You, I can you move it up to 1.5 speed? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so I will put a I will put a poll on our Discord. Do you want to put a poll on your Discord? And then we'll, yeah. just, we'll see with our powers combined what the decision will be. I like it. Sounds perfect. All right. Okay, now that is all our Breaking Cage news. And hopefully you like the music because we're doing it again. It's time for the Cage Rage. Oh, yeah. It never just goes away. The goddamn contract is somewhere in the goddamn fucking files! Fuck! Fuck it, fuck it, fuck! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck Mexico! Horseshit. Hi, fucking yeah! You fucks, I hate you. I hate you both. I should fucking both. Just right now, I should fucking kill you fucking both! Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat until you pissed blood? Now, fuck you, fuck! Fuck! We are, as a country, as a, as a world, plunged into the depths of an ongoing and lethal pandemic. So I would like to talk about He-Man. Perfect. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know. Are you, have you watched Masters of the Universe? Yes, oh, you, I'm yeah. going to break your heart. I know nothing about it except for memes and uh, out-of-context clips from the old 80s cartoon that are very homoerotic. I mean... They are very homoerotic. Okay, that's that's all um, that's all I'm aware of. Okay, so can I talk about this? And I'm I don't you know. You can, can talk as this. I. This is so low on my priority list. Okay, you can talk as openly as you want, and it's not meant to be rude. It's just like speak free. Okay, I'm gonna spoil something that happens in the first episode. Okay, you heard it um, here, folks. Be careful. You can't blame it's Rachel. It's a big thing, but it is the first episode. Okay. Um, and I will say overall, I would recommend. I would actually recommend it. So okay, if cool. you're curious about it, watch it. It's good. Okay. But one of the things, like this, this is the new Kevin Smith joint. Um, and it is meant to be a continuation of the original story, only modernized in that it has actual stakes. So, like, okay. characters can die. Oh, and, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, the first episode ends with... He-Man and Skeletor die. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I'm guessing you have 
a clue as to what the very reasonable and progressive-minded members of the audience uh, are responding to. They are probably very pissed off. Oh, yes. I can only equate that to like them making a brand new Batman animated series and killing Batman and Joker at the end of the first episode. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. They're not going to stay dead. There's no, no there's no way. way. There's too many toys to sell. Like it is, it is the first five episodes of a ten episode arc for the first season have released. So I guarantee you, we have not seen the end of He Man and Skeletor. Yeah. But what happens is the main character becomes Tila, and is that the cat? Able... No, that's Cringer. Cringer yeah. slash Battle Cat. So Tila is a female character voiced okay. by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Is she the and... cat woman? No. Are you thinking of Thundercats? Maybe I am. I <laughs> I'm sorry. What's her name? I want to Google it so I know you're Tila. talking. T-E-E-L-A? Yes, Tila. So okay. she's like the I'm sorry. man. Oh, man, shit. Daughter. I was yeah. definitely thinking of Thundercats. Okay. You, yeah, you were thinking of Chitara. Yes. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on Thundercats because that's my show. Okay. Um, so anyway... People are really mad. Everybody's screaming. So I Googled it to see what was going on. And if this gives you any indication, like, it took me, the first link took me directly to the men's rights subreddit. There you go. Oh, where did I talk? We're talking about similar things tonight then. Cool. Oh, good. Yeah. So it is all, like, Kevin Smith is a cuck. Kevin Smith uh, ruined <sighs> my childhood. And people were mad because... Skeletor is kind of an incel in one scene, and they're mad that Skeletor being an incel makes incels look bad. Oh, God. Uh, there's, like, this thing about how he's like, you know, look at my face. Like, nobody's going to want me as a man. <laughs> and so I decided to become a god. Um, and so people are really, really mad about that. Oh, and they started reboot. Like, okay, so it has 97% on, the like, the tomometer. Okay. And the audience score is 39% because they're review bombing IMDb and um, and Rotten Tomatoes like they did with, like, the Ghostbusters movies that made the mistake of casting women in lead characters. I haven't seen that, but that's only because Ghostbusters, for me, I've actually only ever seen the original. Did you ever watch the real Ghostbusters cartoon? Yeah, I think I did when I was a kid, but not enough, not enough to, like, memorize anything. I remember Slimer. Ugh. But I, I haven't seen the second Ghostbusters movie. The scariest thing from my childhood is from an episode of Ghostbusters. Oh, really? <laughs> Real Ghostbusters. Yes, and it, it's the Boogeyman episode. Like, he was so scary, and his voice is so scary. And then my partner found, like, a, a like a cell uh-huh. of his face, and he, like, brought it home and framed it. I was oh, like, no. God damn it! <laughs> this is so cool. I want it up, but it's so horrifying. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like Kevin Smith has had to respond and I have, I pulled this quote from Kevin Smith because okay. it's so good. He said, I see people online go, Hey man, they're getting rid of He-Man. And he said, like, you really fucking think that Mattel television who hired me and paid me money wants to do a fucking masters of the universe show without He-Man grow the fuck up, man. <laughs> like it blew my mind. A bunch of people like, Oh, I smell it. It's a bait and switch. And that is my thoughts too. Like people, I get it. Like I've had my heart broken by a, a series that I love Game of Thrones that I like, I understand the pain. Yep. The problem is the hate and the misogyny of this. Yep. It's repulsive. Get a real fucking problem. We're in the middle of a pandemic. How about that? Delta variant. That's a problem. <laughs> Having a female character as the lead for four episodes is not a problem. You're going to be okay. That's my rage. 
Okay. <laughs> so mine is similar similar to that. So I think I already mentioned that I had a hard time falling asleep last night. Okay. So so well, what what do you, what does one do but go to Reddit? <laughs> oh, um, mistakes were made. Yeah. Let's go into the aw Reddit. Big recommend for the aw Reddit. It's just nothing but wall to wall otters playing in water and people <laughs> rescuing kittens. It's amazing. Unfortunately, I went to the the homepage. And I just oh, no. started scrolling through the top hot stories. No, this way lies madness. And uh, there was a post on the main page from subreddit drama. Okay. That sounds like it could be fun. And it was talking about a meltdown occurring over oh, on... I the, just saw what your topic is. The Last of Us Part 2. No! <laughs> So people, for, it's so, a fucking video game. <laughs> so for those who don't know, The Last of Us Part 2 subreddit is not for fans of the game. It is for people who hate the game. Many of whom have never played it. Really? I mean, I why do I I do not know why I said it. It like is that. The, it is a common belief that many people have not played it. So it's been a year but, since I mean, the game. That game fucking crushed in sales, so <laughs> yeah, the, whatever. The game's been out a year, um, so why is it back in the news again? So, Girlfriend Reviews is a YouTube channel. Are you familiar with them? No, but I'm guessing I know where this is going because I heard the word girl. <laughs> well, they put out a review about it a while ago, and for some reason it kind of picked up steam. And I don't know all of the details. I'm not in that subreddit. I was just reading through the comments and like watching the girlfriend review's response to it or whatever. Um, but they were like sending her death threats and like saying that she was an industry plant and that she doesn't even play video games. Like all this stupid misogynist incel bullshit. Gatekeeping yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Um, Did she say she liked it or something? Yeah. Some well, Massive and, sin like that? And so here's the thing. So I watched her video and the thing that apparently really pissed off this subreddit was in her review of the game. She said... Um, I wish I had saved the quote. It was like a 40-minute YouTube video. But basically, she said, if you got to the end of the game and you wanted Ellie to kill Abby, you missed the point that the story makers were trying to get you to reach. Um. And more importantly, <laughs> your soul is broken. It was, some, it oh, was okay. something, well, it was something critiquing like you as like a person. Yeah, but I mean that's such a flippant thing people say. And like, exactly, you must be dead inside. Exactly, you know, like exactly, it, it was something along those lines, and okay. it kind of brought me back to obviously Rachel. We reviewed it. Me, you, and Justin reviewed this on Here's Johnny. Yeah, and you and I didn't agree on the ending. Right. Like, and that's fine. Like, and that's yeah, kind of the point, right? Is like it's when I knew you had no soul, but yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I was like, he's a bad person, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Like, we both agree the gameplay is some of the best I've ever played in any video game ever. The yes. acting is amazing. The soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah, the plot. I, I wish that they had done something different with Joel's death. I'm cool with him dying. The way it kind of happened was a little bit. It seemed accelerated, and then the ending, you and I discussed at length. Yeah. I just didn't find it realistic. I know you did. We had a big discussion. If you want to hear that at length, you can go listen to that review. Yeah. My problem is the subreddit needs to grow the fuck up. 
Like, yeah, man. you can you can not like the game. You can be pissed about it. But you know what you do? You stop patronizing it. The worst thing you can do is stop talking about it. It, it, yeah. is, it is it is the it is the it is the best thing you can do to hurt them is keeping it off your fucking lips. Right. The opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. Yeah. Like the, you wanna you wanna show you don't care. That's how you do it. Do it with your pocketbooks. It's the reason why Disney made a drastic turn with Star Wars, because people got all butthurt about the Last Jedi, made a big fit about it, but no one Disney started listening when the third movie made no money. Right. It made money, but no, not money like it not, should have. Yeah. Like, that's how Disney starts. That's how you get these companies to start listening. If you really didn't like it and you didn't like the story, don't patronize it. Don't talk about it. Let it die. Right. Right. Like, that's... Right. The, that's... If you want to... Like, don't in... let the hate fester and consume you. Yeah. You're free to not like things. Yeah. That's fine. You're even free to express, like, I didn't like that piece of media I yeah. consumed. That's fine. Hey, that... But if you are, like, Phil... If you turn into Palpatine over it, mm-hmm. like, the problem is not the media. It's you. <laughs> yes. And that kind of goes to my frustration with girlfriend reviews. Again, like, I found this last night. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos, read a lot of comments, so it's whatever. Why do we do this? Why do we, like, like dance on these razor blades? Because, like, why did I Google him? I'm mad because Mm -hmm. I looked at the stupid He-Man thing because I, yeah, why do we do this? Yeah, and and that's kind of my thing with this is, like, she should be able to say whatever she wants. We live in a free country. But would you make a comment? They put it out on the internet and you do it as an objective reviewer and you make the comment that if you don't like how the game ended it's because you have no soul your soul is broken or whatever and you know this kind of shit's out there like you need to be more prepared for this like i i i like when she was talking about it at least my like my view on it is that like when she was talking about it, it it's like she was taken super aback and it's like how like people have been calling for Neil Druckmann's death, <laughs> like, yeah. like, and like it's it's not fair to her and it's not right, but I want people to stop picking at each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just let people live. If someone wants to enjoy something, let them enjoy something. If someone wants to not like something, let them not like something, but let them live. Yeah, I don't know. Anything, I'm jealous when people like things I don't like because I'm like I want to feel that. Yeah. Joy. I didn't get to enjoy that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I, totally I missed agree. out. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, and like, in it's just like people can like the Last Jedi. I don't like it, but I'm happy you liked it. That's okay. good. I'm happy you're someone you like. Like, yeah. you and I are still very, very good friends, and we have very different views on the plot of the Last of Us Part Two. Guess what? Right. It doesn't change fucking anything. No. If anything, it's more fun to get to talk about it. We don't have to, like, agree. And it's like, oh, that was a fast conversation. We can have, like, an in-depth conversation. And it leads to more fun things. But, like, you don't just need to, like, be, from the subreddit's point of view, like, an absolute fucking monster. You know what I mean? Like, and calling for death threats and stuff. And, like, it was funny. uh, The subreddit was accusing her of doxing because she posted all the moderators' names in her video. Good for her. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like your names are on the subreddit, morons. Right. She didn't I mean, dox shit. Yeah, she yeah. didn't dox shit. She didn't get your so, like, private I have a, info. Yeah, I have a lot of sympathy for her. I really do. But part of me also feels like she kind of kicked a hornet's nest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I have. Tr- I, I worry that we veer into victim blaming. I, I also I, when don't I, when have I was all the saying it, I kind of felt that. I kind of thought that too. Which is why I started yeah. backpedaling a little bit because I didn't want to do that. But, but I mean, I I also know what you mean. Like you're just like, oh, like it's bullshit. 
it's that bullshit. She has to be careful yes. about what you say yes. on the internet. It's bullshit. It's fucked that up. It, like, I don't care. You know, here's the thing is I've reviewed a ton of movies. Mm-hmm. I've had tons of people disagree with me. And you know what? Respectfully, that's fine. But, like, it goes to a whole nother level when you, like, start saying personal shit. Yes. Threatening people. Yes. Like. What, what are you doing? Like, what is the internet? Cr- it's just so funny because, Rachel, you and I connected because we wanted to re-review the Suspiria remake. Yeah. And we wanted to have someone who we found to be a horror fan, but also a a self-proclaimed feminist. So we found you. And you came on fully expecting us to be attacking, but that wasn't what it was. We wanted to learn. I was, I mean, but that tells you right there, like, the internet culture being as it may, you are sweethearts, I read, listen to your podcast, but I was also, there's always that little part before you get to know someone mm-hmm. that you're like on the internet in particularly in and also props culture, to like, you for doing this... it yeah because you didn't I mean you listened to a few podcasts but at that point we hadn't done any of our big interviews yet no no but i mean like i got your vibe and i was like well if this goes bad it goes bad yeah. <laughs> but i was like i still like that didn't keep me from being a little nervous and then it was like so nice that you guys were so great i mean obviously we're fam now yeah. like, obviously it went well but like that is i mean there is that fear that exists in me when i go on someone new someone's someone news podcast mm-hmm. or even when i just put out my own podcast yeah. there's always that part of me because occasionally i do get those letters that are like and it's so sad and it's, it's never happened to, and, yeah you know? the only time it ever happened to me and justin it wasn't even me and justin it was me and you Remember? It was for Midsummer. Yeah, it was for me. Yeah. And it just, I, and it, you know, I used to be on the Splattercast, and we regularly got hate mail because and, of things that I and said. And so I, I'll keep all of it in there because I, I talk with my tongue a lot, but I did not mean to victim blame. It's more just like... I know. I know. I, I know, but I just want to make it very clear. Like, she did nothing wrong. She's allowed to have her opinion on the game, just like those but, incels yeah. over on The Last of Us to have their opinion on a game that they probably didn't play. Yeah, it's, I mean, like for her sake, I wish she hadn't done it just because I know she's suffering yeah, now. For sure, but it's just fucked. She she it, she started uh, she started a um, instead of like donations to her, she started like a, a a donation page to like raise money for awareness for things for like, animal violence or something. She sounds rad. Good, As I said, good, she, she she sounds fine. Opinions fun. on Last of Us and likes animals. She's my people. <laughs> and 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 that's the thing is like like grow the fuck up. We can disagree. We can have conversations. And if you aren't fucking awful to each other. Life is more interesting when you disagree. Yes. It is It is far. Like, it's just, like. Quit. I've learned nothing from people I agree with. I, we agree. Like, and that's, like, Rachel, you know, you and I had conversations off podcast where you've helped, like, as I've made claims before, I am a recovering uh, small town uh, conservative boy. <laughs> Um, and so I've had conversations with you about a lot of stuff and you've helped me work through it because you know, I'm trying to like understand and get smarter yeah. about things. Well, you and I have good faith conversations. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like we don't always have to disagree. And sometimes things that you say, like reshape the way that mm-hmm. I view things. Cause and I am in my bubble too. Definitely the same thing for me too. And it benefits us both. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even if we come away from it saying like, I don't think that's true. I've thought about it in a new way. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that exactly. in and of itself is important. Yeah. The only thing you've been so, wrong about so far is uh, promising a woman. Oh. <laughs> 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 <Ooh>. <laughs> that one is rough. I mean, here, that is actually a prime example, though. Yeah. That movie is not for me, but it, I, seeing it through your eyes, 
was helpful for me on a psychological level. It took me from being like enraged to like, okay, it's just not for me, but that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, I I think I'll include, if you're cool with it, I'll include a link to her YouTube video in the notes for the episode. And you can go listen to it. And if you're, if you feel so inclined, like maybe you give her a follow on YouTube or you're really well off and, Maybe you can donate to the charity she's trying to do to raise awareness, but I don't it know. It sounds like I, a pretty dope charity. So. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I just just be nice. Of you I, I just what don't. What would Nick Cage do? What would Nick Cage do? What would he Nick would Cage nice. do? He would probably shut down that fucking subreddit so that people could just go back to their holes and go away. That's what I would do. Yeah. My favorite new, one of my favorite new meme sort of formats uh-huh. is the like Batfleck being like how did you do this and he's like i bought the bank but it's like the various things yeah be like i bought the reddit yeah <laughs> one last quick note before we get into our review proper yeah. i've been pushing the promising young woman on like anybody who listened to me okay and uh my friend matt listened mm-hmm. to it um mm-hmm. and he he's pretty religious and he got his mother and father to watch it okay and like a week or two later, his he went over there to visit his mom or whatever with his kids, and his mom pulled him to the side, and, and she's like, I need to talk to you about that movie, and he thought she was upset. Mm-hmm. And she said the exact same thing I did, that all yeah. growing boys and girls need to watch this movie. A lot of really smart, thoughtful people I know love that movie. They I love wish it. you did. I wish you did. I do too, dude. <laughs> it was so, was so sad. I walked out me. of that and you were the first person I called. Like I immediately. Know, I know. I know. I don't know. Maybe it was like a marketing bait and switch. Like yeah. I was expecting a delicious dessert and that is not what I received. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know in return, I kind of want to make you watch Violation, but that is, that is an emotionally expensive watch. Yeah, but without a doubt. I think it like if, if the, or like if the theme of that is like the price of vengeance mm-hmm. <sighs> violation uh definitely like that might be my number one movie of the year <laughs> <laughs> it is rough and i think that's like, kind of interesting i think that you and i definitely see like vengeance and like kind of like like the calculus behind like what's right? Probably like the last of us two are differences with like with the ending with that, and then obviously we have the promising young woman. I think you and I just see that differently. I also think that like a lot of the systemic stuff that was like epiphany for you, yeah, shit that like like that. I didn't get the very fair from that part of it. I <laughs> very and fair. so like the, all the delicious stuff you had, I mm-hmm. didn't get. So mm-hmm. I think I think that's a big part of it. That's like, I think if I had gone into it and been point. like. This is, like, paradigm shifting for me. I would probably feel much warmer towards it. But I didn't get, I didn't get the treat. You know what I mean? I just got the trick. That's, um, that's But I still, I mean, though. I can still, like, appreciate things about it. For sure. For sure. Like, performances, aesthetics, soundtrack. Definitely. <laughs> and that's totally fine that we said it's okay to disagree people yes just talk exactly, about it you might learn something exactly exactly but i think we're going to be in a consensus for this upcoming review yeah, here rachel yeah uh, i feel like i feel in a same page energy <laughs> I'm, I'm going to uh play some music and we're going to get on in to the review of the best of times remember these are the best of times 
like it was not time wasted, believe it or not. It was... And with that, let's talk about it. Uh, Rachel was so kind to provide some background for this pilot, it seems like. Yes. So to be, like, just up front, there's not a ton of background on this. This thing is... I didn't think so. That's why I didn't have a hard time asking you to do it, because I didn't think I was going to be uh, burying you in work. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, it's largely lost to time, but there are... You know, I do have a couple of things. All right, so the best of times despite those sweet, sweet production values, is actually, like you said, not a film, but a pilot for a a show that sadly was not meant to be. Yes. It was directed by 15-time Emmy Award winner Don Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? What else? What what did he win awards for? Well, I'm not done listing his awards, my friend, who also for his excellent word in broadcasting has two NAACP Image Awards, a record 10 Directors Guild of America Awards for Outstanding Directorial Achievement, and a Peabody. And it shows. <laughs> well, my. I guess we all can't start that with uh, Orson Welles tw- and put out Citizen Kane. That is the twisty twist, right? So he largely did things like um, the Academy. He directed all the Academy Awards. He did some stuff for Michael Jackson. Um, He did a lot of variety shows. Like, that is his oeuvre. So, you know, you can kind of see how this would maybe fit under that. But he is a deeply... I didn't even name all of the awards he won. These are just kind of the big ones. He is a deeply deeply uh, awarded director okay so the series itself okay. is sort of a i know right <laughs> i was when i started because i was like who is this gentleman and i looked at it and, like the first things was like all of his awards i was like really <laughs> interesting okay so the series is kind of a laugh-in inspired variety show about eight teenagers played by actual teenagers which is very weird by today's tv standards because you have to be yep. like 45 to play 16 um I know friends, dawson was 21 when they started filming dawson's creek and that blew my mind that's crazy and the thing is is when you see actual teenagers you're like are you sure you're not junior hires because <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're like you don't have five o'clock shadow and crow's feet i don't understand <laughs> um okay so they perform skills or sorry they perform skits dances and one stirring monologue about going to war which we'll get into Oh, yes, we will. Which illuminate the experiences of life between being a kid and still not quite yet an adult. The uh, This pilot was the TV debut of not only one Nicolas Cage, who at the time was still going at, uh, by Nick Coppola, mm-hmm. and Crispin Glover, America's favorite weirdo. The pilot... Martin McFly's dad. I know. I do love Crispin Glover. I, I have do a too. soft spot for him. The pilot aired on NBC against the hit show Square Pegs, and so the ratings were abysmal. And sadly, what is Square Pegs? So that was a show from that era starring uh-huh. um, Sarah, no, not Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, Sex in the City. I can't think of her name. Jessica Parker. Just yes, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, this is like her like kind of awkward teen show that she did in the eighties. Okay, which was a huge hit at the time. Um, so sadly, this was only one episode. Uh, fortunately, normally this would be lost to the sands of time, but because it has this, I think because of the whole Nick Cage of it all, uh, the internet will never let it die. And you can watch no. it in its entirety on YouTube. You sure can. Yep. So that's what I got. And that's honestly all you need to have. Uh, 
So this is our first time reviewing. Yeah. And so I kind of broke it down into five sections. Yeah, I appreciate that. Pros and cons of plot. Mm-hmm. Pros and cons of acting. Mm-hmm. Pros and cons of directing. Ooh, key. <laughs> our favorite cage line. Oh, yeah. Even back then. <laughs> and then the gift that to, what, <laughs> to what cage fan do we recommend this? Okay. And that one, Rachel, mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. you to think of your own phrase. Like, I would recommend, like, I recommend this to the blah, blah, blah fan. Uh-huh. That's what I got. Perfect. We're on the same page. So, plot. Okay. Um, reminded me a little bit of like Boy Meets World with a lot more singing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like nothing, nothing like, it wasn't like really too progressive. I mean, I, I don't know. I wasn't around in 81, but like, <laughs> was it? I, no. <laughs> I have yeah, some it, thoughts in the cons. <laughs> okay. It, it seemed very safe. It seemed very bland. Mm-hmm. I don't know why someone would turn into it. The jokes really weren't all like that funny. The songs <laughs> were very cringy. Um, I don't know. I, I Not a lot about this is like memorable, mm-hmm. but part of me feels like it's a perfect like encapsulation of like the safe 80s sh- media that was trying to be put out during like mm-hmm. the Reagan times. Like that would be like my kind of description of the plot what about what do you think yeah i mean i i wrote felt like fame meets saved by the bell on crack <laughs> sure there you go yeah okay because <laughs> there's like the, the fourth wall breaking and then yep. the dance numbers um mm-hmm. the pants the yeah. pants sequence oh my god the the jeans like they're it went exploiting on teens and on and on if you've ever wanted to hear teen dialogue written by people who have no idea what teens sound like <laughs> This is Exhibit A. Yeah, I thought Dawson's Creek was like the epitome of that, but no, no, that, no, no, no. At least that's like stylized, right? Like that's yes. the Kevin Williamson. Uh, yeah, Williamson. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Like his oeuvre, right? This is yeah. just like, you know, we're a part of the fabric of America. I was like, <laughs> oh my what god, what is happening? So okay, but let's let's do a pro. So I will say there is a lot of variety to be found here. So yeah, and it is a spectacle (laughs) it is all over the damn place i mean it's like when all of a sudden you're getting this like very deep monologue after everything that's come before it you really realize like (sighs) it's they just put it all in here yeah Um, i I know the time point because i I wrote it down because one of my quotes like it starts kicking off around the 39 50 mark of a 48 minute pilot yeah it's it's, and it goes on for like two minutes yeah and that even that monologue is all over the fucking place. It, it totally this thing is a shapeshifter. But I will <laughs> say that there's something like because there's so many things, you chances are you'll find something to com- it, entertain and compel you or just leave you kind of like shaking your head in a way that is somewhat just like uh, like like I said, the spectacle of it, you're just like, what am I watching? And that has some entertainment value to it. <clears throat> Especially if you haven't seen it before. Right. As you're watching it, it's like, what the hell is going to happen next? Like, are like, they going like to S- break into song in the bodega? Yeah. Like, uh, it has like an SNL feeling to it almost at times with like, yeah. like the, the cutaways to the new skit or whatever. And 
yeah. skits that don't even tie into everything else. Like when the one girl was trying to be part of the band and ended up being their manager. Yeah. Just, it's, it is all over the place. Yeah. I mean. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's 48 minutes wasted. It's just 48 minutes of like, this was the early 80s. I think if you enjoy a novelty watch, there's yes. a lot of novelty to this. Crispin Glover was cute too. He has really pretty eyes. I mean, we'll get into this in acting, but I think it's clear why the breakaway stars of this are the breakaway stars. Yes, I totally um, agree. As far as plot, though, I'm done with my positives. <laughs> Let me get into the negatives. Like, Go first, for it. First of all, there isn't really a plot to this. Like, The closest thing I think you can say to this having a plot would be the creeper that's trying to get a date to prom throughout all of it. Yeah, that would be the, the biggest thread. That or like Crispin trying to like make his mom like him i i don't even know i don't even know but in the end that plot resolves itself with him with the head cheerleader for reasons <laughs> and it's the honestly the gender politics of this even though on one hand it's extremely mundane and like you said safe it actually reflects like like actually a lot of really gross tropes oh one yeah. of one of which being that you know it has it is rife with this like nerdy guy being awarded with hot girls that they're entitled mm-hmm. to because literally all of our nerds end up with like an insanely hot girl for reasons yep and feminism is treated like a joke throughout one yep. one of the females characters personality types can be summed up with the words on a diet that is her entire <laughs> personality type Yep. She is on a diet. Um, and like I said, safe for the Reagan era. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But watching this, I'm just like, God, even in this like family friendly programming, it's just this super gross, like, like chauvinist tone to it. There's this one great scene where one of the girl that Crispin Glover has a crush on, you know, turns him down in a way that's yep. pretty masterful. And yeah. then they just completely throw that out in the final scene. And guess what? I was going to ask you, what the hell happened there? the girl. Well, she yeah, had a dream was... about him, and now they're together. <laughs> and it's like, like even for a pilot, like don't you want to build to something? Like, even Ross and Rachel didn't get together on the first episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- this is, as much as it's like family-friendly fodder on the surface, it is it, very reflective of the gross gender politics. So you don't time. think Margaret Atwood would be a fan? <laughs> I mean, I feel like she might get inspired by it. <laughs> I'm so glad that Mag- Margaret Atwood came up on episode two. I feel like they have already peaked. <laughs> so, All right. so yeah, I had issues with the plot. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. Like, like I said, like that's where I compare it to Reagan. Like I, I know you don't, you aren't the the fan of Joe Rogan than I am, but Quentin Tarantino was on there, mm-hmm. and hearing Tarantino talk about movies was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And the way he described the '80s is exactly mm-hmm. what this pilot felt oh, like. Yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, I have it, great it, affection for many '80s movies that are. Oh, me too. Deeply chauvinistic, mm-hmm. but I mean, if they, we but, talk, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it out if it's on a podcast where we're critiquing it. You, know you what I mean? totally should. <laughs> yeah. And. And like I said, like the, the, the kind of the thing to me is like, it, going back and like learning more about film history and everything, it makes sense why the 90s was so like in your face the way it was when this was like 
the shit they were trying to get to stick on network TV. Yeah. Yeah, the nineties were interesting. Like Yeah. Yeah, the the whole like right girl movement followed by the commodification of girl power. We can get into a whole thing about the nineties if you want. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily through Nick Cage's filmography we will. Oh, I'm we sure we will. will. We probably will. He's done it all. <laughs> all right, let's <laughs> let's talk about acting because this is where I have more positive things. Believe it I or not, I think acting is probably the section that I was most excited to talk about. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, focusing first on Cage. Yes, he's not in it a lot, which makes me happy for the decision we made in the pilot, Rachel, yes. to try to narrow down his filmography to yeah. movies where he plays an integral role. Yes. Like, I think Big Daddy from Kick-Ass will probably, for me, is like the standard for how small his part can be in a movie. Yeah. Because we got to include that, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think okay, anything good. above that, mm-hmm. I think this one just barely hits that. Yeah. Except for that um, he's the reason to watch this. and like Exactly. He, he is the most magnetic when he's on screen. You can tell that, like you mentioned earlier... There are a couple people who probably were going to have an acting career yeah. further than this. It was Nick Cage far and away and yes. then Crispin Glover behind him. Yes. Because like when you when Crispin Glover goes like full talking heads weirdo, you're like, yep. oh, I see you. This uh-huh. is the, I can see. And it's true with Nick Cage, too. Like the seeds of these people like they're as actors are present here. And there there is an it factor that each of them have that even though the other you know, on a, the sliding scale of skills, nobody yeah. else really has that sparkle. Which is fine because they were actual teenagers. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, they're not bad people, just like you no. can see who the stars were. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And yeah, like, whenever Nick Cage is on the screen, he steals this, like, he like, outshines everybody around him, and so uh-huh. does Crispin Glover. And for some reason, I don't really think we got a whole lot of those two together. Right? Like, yeah, I mean, he introduces them and says, like, these are my friends. And that's pretty Were much it. Well, they, they had the musical. The no, they had the musical moments together. I think. They never but they spoke really to each other. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like him and like the two other weird guys. Mm-hmm. We never actually got those two like interacting, which I think if is a only shame. Only we had gotten a second episode, maybe, maybe we, we could have got Willard that. and uh, Nick Cage going at it. Yep. <laughs> Full crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is it kind of seems crazy that they were never really together. Because can you imagine the epic weirdness? Maybe it would have been great. Because they, those characters would have played well with each other, too. Because they were both good actors. And their characters were mm-hmm. more than... Like, Nick Cage being, like, this intellectual wannabe jock. And yes. Crispin Glover being this nerdy, reclusive, yet I'm too smart for my own good, like, Precocious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think having a conversation with those two, like, that would have been a lot of fun to see on the screen. Yeah, definitely. I feel like if you were to take all of his Nick Cage's scenes, like, cut everything else, it could almost serve as an acting reel for Nick Cage because he does so many different things in it. Like, first, he's just sort of this dumb, beefy bohunk guy. Then he's sort of like a smooth ladies' man. Then he's this sort of tortured teen who's like facing fears of the future like you see different and there's like a couple comedy beats in there you see different versions of nick cage that kind of encapsulate who he's going to become like the the spectrum of of things and the chameleon like stylings of nick cage to come 
surprisingly because he's this is a variety show format you can see little hints of all of that throughout this one project and that to me was interesting yeah no i i totally agree and that's kind of the thing where i'm at with this is like we were talking about like do we think we wasted our time do we Mm -mm. think like whatever absolutely not you just need to know what you're going into this also feels like something that would be fun to inflict on others <laughs> that's why i posted in the discord and i said you guys should definitely watch this as i was watching it i kept like turning my laptop and being like randy i'm gonna need you to see this yeah like, i kept i kept bothering happening? them i was like are, are you paying attention to this like i, I know you're you're doing stuff but are, are you watching what's happening because you do kind of i i would say you do need to if you're gonna watch this you need to watch it with another person because it is so bonkers like you need to have that like discourse around what is happening in front of your eyes yeah and it's just it's very i guess i don't watch a lot of 80s shows like that's what kind of brought my attention yeah. too it's like I have, a, I have a lot of love for these old 90s sitcoms and mm-hmm. i like cheers yeah. but with the exception of that and cheers is only because of fraser like i watched fraser before i watched cheers right um I don't really have a lot of knowledge of like '80s TV shows. Ooh, man, so you never, you didn't grow up with like Punky Brewster and exactly out of, out of this world. Um, what was the, what was the one with the little robot girl, Vic, Vicky? Small Wonder, Small Wonder, where the guy like invented a daughter. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of that. Oh God, you, you want to go? Did you ever watch Alf? The '80s yes, had some yes, wild I, I, shows. I, I, I actually had a uh, stuffed animal of Alf growing up. Perfect. Okay, so you've seen some of the most important ones then. Yeah. So I like we had a couple. Yeah, Alf, I specifically remember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Small wonder. Alien was life form. Real, real creepy because he like invented Vicky, the perfect daughter, and she's like a little robot. Interesting. Yeah. It's. Uh, is it as creepy as the Cosby Show? Oh, for different reasons. Although I was very <laughs> into the Cosby Show when I was a kid. Yeah. That, Ugh. it's such a bummer and i'm hoping nothing ever comes out about like the fresh prince of bel-air or any of those actors like yeah. because that show was pivotal for me and like that show and remember the titans for me i really credit to like my foundational views on race you know what i mean i mean tvs and movies like we can be like oh it's just pop culture but that's not true they are empathy machines 100%. they are our windows into other people's um uh, like other people's perspectives which is why representation like honest representation is so important because a lot of times the only access you're going to have to different different people different kinds of culture and life is through tv and movies so yeah and that's this is kind of off topic but it's why i've i am such a big fan of little nas x right now oh my i know you're retweeting of little nas s and like it never doesn't delight me <laughs> like, well it's, it's just like it yeah, it's, it's something that I feel really passionate about. Like, one of my best friends in this world is gay. Mm-hmm. And, his, and he can't come out to his family because, like, it would be very bad because they're so religious. That and for me, it's so just sad. like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, like people saying, like, he's, perpe- he's like, perpetuating AIDS and all this stuff. It's like, mm. like, he's he's being out. Like, he's, like, the first, as far as I'm aware, first, like, out black pop slash rap star. And, like, I mean, unabashed about first, it. Yeah, he's just doing it. Sure. And, like, his music is good, which makes it even better. And it's just, like, like and it's seeing all these, like, especially from, like, older black men coming after him. It's just, like, get the mm. fuck out of here. That makes me sad. Yeah. I mean, around, so, yes, obviously, I, I, on I, I My Work Slack, <laughs> he, is, uh, he is featured heavily between that. And that's why it's so funny to watch, the, like, it's always 
interesting to watch you react to certain pop culture things and then i'll see like the reaction like when quentin tarantino was on joe rogan like that erupted on my work yes <laughs> and then you were talking about it i was like this is weird yeah <laughs> but interesting like super interesting to me to like see different perspectives in that way was was cool but yeah i love little Nas X. But. Me too. All right, so cons. I really don't have a con for acting. It's more just Nick Cage and Glover are like budding stars, and it was cool to see where they started at, which is why we started with like the beginning of the Cage filmography, right? Yeah, yeah. And everyone else is kind of just forgettable. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to start at the beginning to see how he developed, and it was weird to like watch one movie and be like, oh, oh. Oh, I see that. I see that. I see that. Yep. We didn't I even talk about this, but Jackie Mason is inexplicably in this as well. Yes. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, he's the store owner. <laughs> I was like, who's doing this weird Jackie Mason thing? Oh, oh, it is Jackie it was, Mason. I thought the same thing too, Rachel. But I didn't know. I never seen him before. Like, I, I hear, I heard, I know what he sounds like. I know the right. impressions, but I'd never seen him. So then at the end credits, and it's like, and Jackie Mason as the store clerk. And I was like, what? <laughs> Okay. It's a wild ride, my friend. We also still get Nick Cage and Jackie Mason interacting, which is, I think, a loss. Yeah, I mean, I think he's there in. He doesn't. I don't think he says anything. He's just like dancing around in the when they're <laughs> when they're like rioting to, I don't know, found object musician or music musical instruments. It's you guys. <laughs> you would not watch this. Like skip through, and then whenever you see Nick Cage, stop because. Yes. It must be seen to be believed. I, I, we need to get a gif of him just doing the like one-handed push-ups at the beginning. It's also okay. One other thing we need to talk about. Sorry. Okay, you're good. Oh, so Nick Cage is a man of many talents that I was aware of. The one uh-huh. that I was not aware of is th- that dude can cut a rug. What yeah. the hell? When he was doing his little butt shammy, and then at the end when he does the like break dance, I was like, what the fuck is happening? You don't remember <laughs> him dancing in, in a. In Face Off? I mean, it wasn't like... Dan- it was like a little slide move, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess I wasn't expecting him to like do the little like Russian kick dance and the splits. And then, like I said, the butt chamois. Like those things, there was like some square dancing that occurred. Oh, I just yeah. wasn't prepared for him to have moves and abs. It was all a lot for me. He was, <laughs> he was, a- he was again... jacked. <laughs> It was weird that they had actual teenagers playing teenagers. Like, maybe it makes me feel better knowing, like, Dawson's Creek and Gossip Girl had, like, 25-year-old people playing 15-year-olds. But at the same time, like, he looked pretty good. He he didn't miss the gym. No, he did not miss leg day. Well, at least he did not miss ab day. (laughs) I guess we didn't see his legs. He was... But we saw a lot of him in shirtless and overalls. It was very... It was all very come on, Eileen. (sighs) Which, maybe you don't remember that video because you are a fetus moving on (laughs) (laughs) pros and cons of directing okay okay i'm just gonna say like please oftentimes when i'm looking to like whether direction works for me i'm looking for obviously like a unique point of view a particular voice and also for the director to kind of help me navigate through the film or tv show and in that regard I felt like uh, the word I put was head spinning. (laughs) A lot of tonal and style whiplash throughout. And I think if you break down the individual pieces, I think some of them did actually really work, particularly the dance numbers. Like the gene, as stupid as this gene song was and the setup for it, like the actual direction of that musical number 
was pretty good. The choreography was pretty good. Same same is true of the ridiculous water, water uh, no the car wash scene, right? Yep, yep. Nine so to five, right? I think if you take it piece by piece, there is some good direction here. But as a whole, I really struggled to like I like I said, whiplash throughout. Throughout. In order to thing. make it make sense for maybe some of our more younger or more hip audience, it's like a it's like forty nine minutes of TikToks. Yes. With like no filter. It's just like a bunch of random TikToks slapped together. And many of the TikToks are not from your top TikToks. Yes. You're in the bottom of it. And, but because it's weird, just like you said, I thought the musical numbers, they were cringy, but they weren't bad. Right. Well directed. Um, The war talk that Nick Cage gave caught me off guard. Like, again, this thing is just totally all over the place. And that was, like, the last track goes away and you realize he's kind of being serious and he's kind yeah. of tackling some real shit. And... Yeah. All of a sudden we're talking about, like, El Salvador. And, like... Yes. <laughs> and then it immediately hard cuts back into goofiness. And... It's like, that's how you can get chicks. They get real cuddly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Dory that gets paid off at the end. That awesome it does. joke. It does, but uh, directing shocked to hear that this man has the plethora of awards that he has, like top tier shit award, like record numbers <sighs> of awards. Fifteen Emmys. Fifteen, that's, one five. That's insane man, like insane. Yeah, so directing, I would say, is probably the worst part about it because I can give a lot of credence to the plot. It was a pilot. They were try- probably trying to see what would work, right? The directing was rough. Yeah. Rough, 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 rough. Yeah. A for variety. Overall, not so much. Yes. And then our favorite cage line. Yes. Um, I've hinted at it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put the actual quote in here, so Rachel won't hear it, but the audience will. But it comes during Nick Cage's little war monologue, and it was. I just hope we don't have a war. It kind of spoiled things, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's the way he delivers it because he's like he's talking like as a young kid, but he's also talking as like an adult. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those instances, at least for me, knowing where Nick Cage goes in his career, where it's like, all right, I can see how you got an Oscar. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is a, it, it is definitely a non sequitur in terms of mm-hmm. tone, but it's also some of the best, like, monologuing that's happening in this. It's just, 100%. I just, I'm just like, how do we get from, you know proto zach morris to this it's yeah. so weird yes um, it was again yeah. cause i thought when he's on the screen i I was gonna pick one of those like cheesier lines that he kind of starts off with yeah and then he just kept going i was like oh shit we got real yeah so yeah that's why i ended up picking that what was yours rachel well i was tempted to go with the rocky beef um <laughs> commentary at the beginning but ultimately i settled on a line when he was instructing someone else how to pick up sweet babes on the beach and that's i think quote i am the most beautiful man you have ever seen my magnificent biceps drive you wild with desire 
Unquote. <laughs> I'm happy you... I was going to pick one, but I was just so taken aback by the yeah. tonal shift when that monologue happened. That's why... Because, again, I had it up when I was when I was watching it. I was, like, pausing it, writing down quotes. Uh-huh. So it's got it's got to be the war one. It just has to be the war one. Yeah, it's got... I mean, honestly, once again, he's barely in this movie... You and I were struggling to choose between quotes. Not find quotes. Choose between quotes. That's very true. Because even on, if you just read the text, it's like whatever. But it is it is that delivery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yep. Last thing, Rachel. All right. So I talked about this in the pilot. What we're going to do is I've decided instead of ranking them, we're going to put these in viewing order. Starting with the Nick Cage movie you need to watch first and go down from that. Yes. So this one, obviously, is our first one. Number so one spot! <laughs> we'll see how long it maintains. I don't know. Valley Girls next week, we'll see. Ooh, but uh, Rachel, to what fan would you recommend The Best of Times? All of... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, It has to be completist only. Like, you, you have to want to see the entire oeuvre of one Nick Cage. You have to, you know... You have to be doing what we're doing, essentially. Uh, and if you are a Nick Cage completist, absolutely check this out. So I have it down as the Nick Cage completist for you. Um, so I kind of stole this, like, our award idea uh, from, I listen to a baseball podcast, and they okay. give out, they, they make up awards each okay. time for people. <laughs> it can be good, it can be bad. That's, that's kind of where I took it from. So the way I took this uh, is very similar to you. Mine is for the Nick Cage purist. Oh. Yes. Okay. And the reason why I use purist instead of completionist is that I think because he's in it so little mm. that you could easily skip this one and not miss the glory that is Nick Cage. Yeah. But if you wanted the most pure and authentic Cage experience, yeah. I think you have to start here. So I, I went with the Nick Cage purist. Okay, I like it. Let's do it. Yeah, it's an interesting no- novelty and a peek at what Cage is meant to be, like what he's going to become. But it is, uh, it's a bit of a slog between the Cage, the Cage of it all. Absolutely. And I'm going to share this with you too, Rachel, so you can see it. Yeah. But I, I think it'd be fun. Each week we come back with uh, the award we think best suits it you can reuse them so don't feel like okay. you have to come being creative i, I didn't each time. know that i could i could veer off a script this is exciting you can do as many as you want whatever All you right. think fits best i think it's more fun that we keep this fluid okay cool works for me um so with that we're gonna go and head on into the closing <laughs> it a little bit ago but our next review is a valley girl it came mm-hmm. out in 1983 rachel have you seen this before this will be a first watch for me okay me too have you watched the trailer yet no i have not watched it i will say this is one of my co-hosts on zombie girls favorite nick cage movie interesting the trailer looks fun the trailer reminded me of grease creeps grease Oh, it was like creeps. What the hell's creeps? <laughs> Sorry, Greece, Greece, Greece. <laughs> oh, really? Is it a is it another musical? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Just the boy girl on opposite side of the tracks. Kinda. Okay, so we're gonna. This is like Dreamboat Nick Cage phase. Yes, he is. He's a boy from Hollywood, and the girl is a girl, obviously from the valley. 
Oh my god, this is gonna be great! <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, wait. A, a couple of notes. Um, Randy, Rachel's partner, uh, made our artwork. <laughs> and it is fantastic. <laughs> but if it's okay with you, and hopefully Randy won't mind, I thought it would be fun if people who are listening and people who like to doodle or draw on their spare time, if you send us in a, your picture of Nick Cage, it can be from any movie you want, we will use it for a week's, a month's episode artwork. Sure. And we can kind of archive them. I just thought it'd be kind of cool if... I know there's you a lot make of a collage talent. at the end of yes. all the Cage faces. Yeah, and like... And like when we, when we get a new one, we can, like, make it explicit. But then for each new one, we just keep adding it. So, like, we'll have two and then three. And maybe by the end of his giant, enormous filmography, we have, like, 50 tiny That would be amazing. Of people's sketches. Maybe I'll even try yeah. to draw Nick Cage. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I thought it would be fun. I, yeah, I, I sure. think the, the way that this is going to be the most fun is by audience participation. Always. Always. And on that note, I wanted to encourage everybody... That if you want to get in on the fun and let us know about your thoughts either on the movie we just reviewed or the next movie. So obviously we just reviewed The Best of Times and the next time will be Valley Girl. Send us an email. Nick Cage at zombiegirls.com. And that's- you have a Nick Cage one. Yeah! I didn't know that. I <laughs> I've been it. waiting to spring it on you. Didn't know it. Perfect. You are fantastic. I will... Uh, Get, I'll edit out my own email. There's a reason for it. We have a perfect one. Nick Cage at ZombieGirls? ZombieGirls.com. And that's G-R-R-L-Z. Amazing. Oh, you are so cool. <laughs> the coolest person ever. And like, I was debating, like, what should it be? What should it be? And then I was like, Nick Cage. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so fantastic. Oh, you are so great. But yeah, like, like me and Rachel, like, we want to we wanna hear your thoughts. Like, we have some, interac- yes. some fun interactions on Discord, but I think it'd be fun to get a nice email. Like, it, can, it doesn't even need to be about what we're talking about. If you just want to send us an email about your thoughts about Nick Cage and just get involved in the fun, we would love to share it. Absolutely. I mean, and I feel like Nick Cage, people feel things about Nick Cage. So I agree. You've probably I been agree. feeling these feelings. This is your venue to finally unleash them. And maybe we'll get big enough and we can have Tiffany Haddish on for the face on episode. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts, Rachel, before we get out of here? Oh, just this is exactly as much fun as I hoped it would be. All right. Oh, and one last thing. Um, I did, I did not come prepared for bonus oh, right. material. <laughs> I forgot again. <laughs> so there will not be anything extended this time. Yeah, uh, next time, though. That is next different time. from how I do on Here's Johnny. So when I was prepping, I didn't even, like, think about it. No but next time, we will have something. So... It is on me. Send your hate mail to me. Leave poor Rachel alone. Uh, same with The Last of Us, too. <laughs> Let's leave, leave, leave Rachel go. Uh, any last yeah. thoughts before we get out of here? Um, yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.